0: From America, you're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell, live from America today is September 15th. Of course, the year of our Lord 2021, and I am your ever so humble, God fearing and God loving. Host Jeremy Harrell, the very, very tired hip hop patriot. Man, it seems like it seems like the seems like there's not enough hours in a day. Oh, we know there's enough hours in a day because those are the hours that God gave us, but just sometimes when you're fighting this incredibly hard, it feels uh, like you need more hours in a day not to sleep, but to fight more. But it's okay because I went to God this morning, and I have asked for all of the stamina and energy that I need. Because uh, the water, the boat is getting tossed around right now, and we're gonna we're gonna be heading into some 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 heavy tides and some heavy waves. Um, and we're gonna need to be well rested. We're going to need to be um, vigilant, and we're going to need to turn up the heat. Uh, because even though, like you you'll hear about. in in my newsletter this morning where I said, yeah, we're in a weird, weird uh, phase right now where we're not getting, you know, a majority of wins and we're not seeing a majority of losses. We're seeing them both intertwined now. And just like when you go to a restaurant and you have a bad, uh, a bad experience, you're going to talk about that more than you are your good experience. So there's a lot of people who need a lot of hope right now. And hopefully, hopefully by the end of today's show, you'll be kind of reinvigorated and you'll have that heavenly stamina and that hope and have your hope placed in the right uh, in the right place that's the biggest thing having your hope placed in the right place and have and, and calling on God for that energy that you need to move past. I know there's a lot of Californians right now who are wrecked. I get it. I get it. There's a lot of Californians right now who feel like they have been blindsided. I get that. I get it. And I think, I truly, honestly believe it's a combination of cheating, which we found plenty of, and it's a combination of low turnout. Massively low turnout in California. Maybe not in your area, maybe not amongst your friends, but as a whole, massively low voter turnout. However, would it have made a difference? Probably not. It's not the point. It's not the point. You don't win the lottery if you don't try either. And what we're doing right now is unprecedented. It's never been done before. And you're actually, we're we're making a bigger bigger wave than most people think in blue states. These swing states, don't even worry. Those are going to come full circle exactly like we expect them to, even in Pennsylvania. And we're going to talk about that today. But what we did in California, even fighting corruption, with a low turnout, was massive. And you need to look at the forest for the trees. Okay? Long story short, mail-in ballots got to go. Mail-in ballots got to go and machines got to go. That's the end game here for us. And, of course, term limits. That's our end game. The new Republican Party. That's our end game. And we will have that end game. I can promise you. Look, I've said it every day. Look at where we've come in the last eight months. As what was thought was a super minority, but really is is, is a super majority. Okay? Just like President Trump needed time to rest, American people were f- so tired after that last, last election. They rested for about four or five months as a whole. Maybe not this audience, maybe not the real America's Voice audience, the Live from America audience, but people as a whole took time to rest. They just they had to take rest, and now they're coming back out and swinging and fight again, fighting again, and California. If, 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 the, if the Republican Party and the conservatives and the independents in California rise up and fight what just happened last night, you'll see a lot more fraud be uh, exposed. And a matter of, as a matter of fact, if you were watching last night's show, then you saw Amanda Head come on here. And you saw her expose something right live on my show. Broke it on my show. And today, not only do I have the picture of the young lady and the back of her car that clearly shows the printers in the back of her car, outside of a polling station, clearly being used, but I also have a clear, beautiful, wonderful, beautiful picture of her license plate. It's probably the most clearest picture of a license plate that you've ever seen. Probably the clearest picture from any camera that the world has ever known, okay? And only I would have such a beautiful picture, such a clean, crisp, clear 4K picture, and I've got that picture. Now, I'm not saying that anything is going to be done with this. You know me. I wanted to put that picture out last night. As soon as I got that picture, I wanted to put it out last night. You know me. I'm aggressive. I'm like, here it is, people. This is, we expose it. The picture was taken in public, The picture of her license plate was taken in public, and we suspect of massive nefarious activity, possibly illegal activity, and why can't I put that out? However, speaking to a lawyer, a lawyer says that we should um, do it the correct way first and take it to the authorities first. Now, if if the authorities do nothing with it, well, guess what I'm going to do then? Then your good old pal right here, the hip-hop patriot, Jeremy Harrow, will put that picture out of her license plate to everybody and anybody. I will get people like Project Veritas involved if they want to be involved, and we will find this lady very quick. We have her face. We should be able to find her right now with just a few force multipliers right now that watch this show. We should be able to easily find her on Facebook. But here, this isn't... that. That's not the... That's not the the goal here. The goal here is is to identify her through the proper channels. We're not going to lower ourselves to Democrats. We're gonna we're gonna identify her through the proper channels. Okay, and we are also going to give the the, the authorities. Um, and if and if it's the Republican Party that's that's challenging this election fraud, then we'll give it to them. But I want to. I, we've been advised to give it to authorities first. So that's what I'll do. But guess what I will do if they do nothing? I will give it to every one of you and I will not care. I don't care what the ramifications are. I don't care. I don't care what the consequences for my actions are. I don't care. Because sooner or later, after you do everything the right way, i.e. the entire forensic audit of these swing states, there comes a time where you have to do things the right way. Not the right way by man, the right way by your morals, the right way by what you feel in your stomach, and and by God what is right. And I will do that. And I'm almost 100% positive that the authorities will do nothing, as they always do nothing. So, I, at that time, if that time comes... I will put it to the court of public opinion because we the people have the power to begin with. We the people give the power to the police. We the people give the power to elected officials. We the people give the power to the state government and ultimately the federal government. So, if I tr- if I do this against what I really wanted to do and just take this to the authorities, which we're going to do today, and they do nothing, then I will put it out to the court of public opinion. I'm not talking about the picture of her I'm talking about the picture of her license plate. That's a different story. The picture of her is one thing. The picture of her license plate is an entirely different story. And there are some legalities that go along with that. But I'm getting way too far ahead of myself. We're going to talk about that. That was actually one of the talking points that I had today. We're going to to talk about that. But first, got to get God first, folks. we got to get God first. Now, you're not watching on YouTube today because YouTube has banned us for two weeks. (laughs) and we don't care about that. But you can watch on Roku, obviously you can watch on Rumble and you can listen to the podcast, you can go to jeremyharrell.com as well and you can uh, see the video if you if you missed it this morning. But let's let's get where we need to get to first. First and foremost, folks, if you are waiting for your 3%er when tyranny becomes law, uh duty re- rebellion beco- when tyranny becomes law rebellion becomes duty, if you were waiting on those shirts, we got them in last night. We're going to be fulfilling any of those back orders. If you're waiting on any size for the um, You Can't Beat God t-shirts. Just ordered a full batch of them last night uh, right down there with Advantage Specialties and Jane and, and Lucy and their whole family. God bless you. And they're going to get that order out uh, very, very quick, and we'll have that to you in no time at all. That's one thing. Another thing, folks. Um, well... Never mind, we're going to talk about that in a minute first, I want to go to God. I think we need to go to God first we, we we continuously we we continuously get ahead of ourselves and we shouldn't today's verse of the day I titled this and please please folks for the love of God right now they're clamping down big time even even worse than you thought they were on Facebook and many others. they're clamping down big time on 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 the spread of any kind of uh notification that somebody's live please if you could do me the uh the favor of just sharing the video out, as much as you can, as much as your little fingers can can uh, will let you do it. But here we go. I titled today, Press On, Move Forward, and Stay Focused on Him. Press on, stay forward, or move forward, and stay focused on Him. Now, I want to read the whole thing, even before the verse, because I think what I put out this morning is very important. It's been a weird week so far, hasn't it? Usually, we can see that we are chalking up wins or losses. This week seems to be a mix of the two, and that's okay. It's better than the alternative of getting no wins. What you are currently witnessing is we the people doing the job that our elected officials are supposed to do for us. Since they choose not to, then it falls upon us, which isn't an overnight skill to learn or a problem to fix. We are literally learning as we go on the job, and despite all of that uphill climbing, we are still making a difference and forcing our demands on them. It's a daunting task, and every day is another battle. Just remember, you can't beat God, and we are on the side of good. And that's what we fight for. It's not selfish, and it's not for personal gain. That's how I know we will win in the end because we are doing it for the good of everyone, and that side never loses, ever. Verse of the day: Philippians three thirteen and fourteen. Again, Philippians three thirteen and fourteen. Brothers, I do not consider that I have that I have made it in my own, but one thing I do. Forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Jesus Christ. Now what Paul is doing here, he's encouraging fellow brothers and sisters in Christ to press on. If you read the verses before and after this, it's clear that he is not only pressing forward to be more in a relationship with Christ... Through the Spirit, but he's also talking about the sacrifices that we must endure to get there. One thing that we as Christians need to constantly be reminded of is that this path that we chose out of our own free will will never, or will, uh, out of our own free will, was never meant to be or is ever going to be a life of ease and comfort in this flesh. Our comfort to us comes by the way of the Holy Spirit. It brings us joy and comfort that a non-believer will never and can never know. However, our suffering and our sacrifices in the flesh will be many. That is why it is said in the Bible that our path is narrow and only a few can walk it or stay on it. I think we forget that sometimes. It's okay to sacrifice and it's okay to suffer because we are pleasing God in our trials. I say that these are the times that Christians wait for so that we can be the light of the world. When people see you standing tall as a beacon of hope and light in the darkness while people are trying to tear you down, while people are throwing stones your way, and while people are trying to destroy the very ground that you're standing on, it shows them the way that God has set before us. Courage is contagious. And you have to remember to thank God for these rough and terrible times. More people look to God in rough times, but if there is nobody to help them through all of this, then they will fall into a dark abyss. Take your anger, take your stress, your anxiety and your suffering, and lay it down at the foot of the cross. Pray that God will end our suffering on His time, according to His will. And in the meantime, pray, and give thanks for the times that we are in, knowing that God is preparing us for a much bigger battle. In Jesus' name, amen. Glenn Beck was just talking about the power of one. Exactly. And here's the other thing about the power of one. You, myself, and many other people... Actually, every person on this planet can only control what they do. I can't control what the Republicans in California do. I can't control what the, the masses in California do with the knowledge of the cheating that took place. I can't control that. What I can do is do my part to help them expose it. That's what I can do. So if you're feeling down this morning and you're still feeling down after listening to the first part of the show, remember, you're doing your job. You're doing all that you can do. And if you're not doing all that you can do, then you know that. You know that deep in your heart, and you can figure out what you need to do to move forward. You can't control what happens in California. Even the people in California can't control by themselves what happens in California. Collectively, they can, but they need to make that decision to get together in massive groups and do what we're doing nationally, but on a statewide level. We're doing it right here in, in, in New Hampshire. I'd like to see more of it, but we're doing it here in New Hampshire. And I know that Californians are strong. I know that they're going to raise hell over the stuff that I found out and the stuff that all of you have found out who live in California right now. Okay? We'll get to the bottom of all of it. We will. Now, before we move on, To say the Lord's Prayer, I'd like to thank the following people. Dennis and Tatiana Sled, of course, they're great. Miss Rhea Carlson. Miss Bonnie Wenrick. Barbara King. Russell Brizendine. And Mary Carrillo. Thank you for everything. All of this in the mail. And I want to thank you for everything. You really, really do mean a lot to me. You're not just a donation in the mail to me. You're not just another name on an envelope to me. You're people that I truly think about, pray about, worry about, and stress about every single day. Every single day. Um, Let's say the Lord's Prayer, and then let's get into the threats that I'm starting to get again. I I knew it was just a matter of time. I knew it was just a matter of time, and they're coming back. But you know what? I'm okay with it. Please remove your hats if you're wearing one and let's all chime in and say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And not only are they threatening and attacking me, but they're doing the same thing to Mister Mike Lindell again. It seems like these people get on a uh, on the same page. It seems like these people are all on the same schedule when they start attacking conservatives because it seems like we all get like a major boost a major attack all at once all the time thank you wendy god bless you i love you as well thank you very much it seems like we all get attacked at the same time now they're starting to, 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 to say that Mike Lindell is, uh, is scaling back, that he, he, he found out that his lies are no longer good. He's scared of dominion, and that's why you're not seeing much of him, when in fact they're completely wrong. Mike Lindell is actually gearing up for the fight of his life and the fight of his company, putting them all on the line, and he's going to fight these people in the Supreme Court. That is what's really going on. But they're attacking him as well. So you know what to do when they attack him. You know what to do. You know exactly what to do. Matter of fact, they've got some new dish towels as well that my wife likes, so maybe we're going to get some of those. And my mother wants a two inch pillow topper. So guess what I'm buying my mother? Our two inch pillow topper. and I'm gonna be putting in that promo code LFA as well. Go go ahead and keep attacking us. But let me get to the email that I'm talking about, okay? I've got an email for here uh, here this morning and it came in to my uh, it came into my Jeremy at JeremyHerald.com. Now, I'm going to say who this man is. His name is Dave Crouch. D-A-V-E, traditional spelling, C-R-O-U-C-H. Dave Crouch. His email, for all of you who would like to know it, since he likes to be public about it, is dcrouch, C-R-O-U-C-H, 454 at gmail.com. Again, that's dcrouch454 at gmail.com. Dot com and as a matter of fact mr. Dave Crouch um, a while back I was visited by some people and um, I want I'm gonna block out his name here but let me pull it up to the camera here this is the Federal Bureau of Investigations okay this is the Federal Bureau of In- Investigations Department of the US justice as well These people came and visited me one day because they had an anonymous tip that I was inside the Capitol building, even though there was no footage or any kind of uh, proof in any way that I was. When they found out that I wasn't, we became quite close, as a matter of fact. We became quite close, Um, at least while they were here. We became friendly. And during that conversation, I could tell that they didn't want to be here because one of the last things that they said to me was, we're here for you. If you need anything, if anything like that happens again, because I told them about the death threats that I was getting, they said to please reach out to them. So, having gotten this email from Dave Crouch, which I'm about to read to you, I more than likely will be calling these folks and see what they can do for me. Instead of attacking conservatives, maybe they can start helping conservatives when they see what we go through. Now, this isn't a death threat, but it is a threat. It says... You are such a lying piece of, four-letter word which starts with S, lying a-hole. You would have children catch COVID instead of adding a layer of protection with as mask. Don't know what that means. What a hypocrite you are! Exclamation point. You are a godless a fake and a fraud. Okay? All you do is cherry-pick Bible quotes that fit your agenda. Um, yeah, that's exactly right. I cherry pick Bible quotes based on what I and many others are going through at that time. And I give them hope from the good B-I-B-L-E, from the good book from the gospel. Because the gospel tells us exactly what to do and who to look to and how to handle every situation. So when we're angry, when we have anxiety, when we have stress, when we need to persevere, when we need to push on. It's exactly what I do. No different than a pastor or any other faith leader who is trying to give the hope from God to the people. All you do is cherry-pick Bible quotes that fit your agenda, he says. God-loving Americans do not attack our president, you treasonous traitor, says the Trump-hating, I'm assuming, TDS, pink-haired, Screaming at the sky, pink hat-wearing liberal. Then he says, I will be visiting you very soon. Perhaps on the 2nd. Does that mean October 2nd? Does that mean on the second half of the year? I don't know. I will be visiting you very soon, perhaps on the 2nd. Now, I told you guys about a week ago. That because I do this as a job, and because of past threats, that one thing that I have sacrificed, that I constantly am fighting, is anxiety every day I walk out of the studio, every day I come to the studio, every day I take my kids somewhere, when we go out for ice cream, when we go to the park. I feel that somebody is going to be waiting around a corner, and smash me in the head with a spade shovel. I fear that my children are going to be targeted as they were before. However, if you think a threatening email about visiting me very soon, if you think a threatening email about what lights are on in my house at any given time and what our address is, is going to get me to stop doing what I do, then I feel very, very, very sorry for you. Because not only is it not going to make me stop doing what I do in exposing this corruption and this evil in this country and doing whatever I can to fix it, not only will I not stop, but I am going to go harder. I am going to do more. I am going to visit more states. I am going to do longer and bigger broadcasts. I am going to bring in bigger names that have access to more resources. I am going to expose more and more and more the more you threaten me. Because the more you threaten me, the more it only really validates what I'm doing is right. And I must be do- ruffling the right feathers in all, or the, the wrong feathers in all the right places. So continue to send your threats. I'll continue to handle them the best way I know how. I'll continue to wear an armor of God. But this time, I think I will see if the FBI will help a conservative. Who's getting death threats. And we clearly have his email. Which is again. Dave Crouch. C-R-O-U-C-H. 454. At gmail.com. Expect some emails. Dave. And maybe a visit from. Our wonderful friends. In the New Hampshire division of the. Federal Bureau of Investigations. Again. I will not stop. Just like the shirt says, you can't beat God, so you might as well join him. You can't beat us, so you might as well join us. And if for any of you that were looking for any kind of validation that we are winning, look no further than that right there. Look no further than that right there. Why would they be so upset? Why would they want to shut me down so badly? Why would they threaten to kill me, hurt me, hurt my kids? Why would they keep doing that if we weren't winning? Same reason why Joe Biden and Kamala Harris were in California yesterday. Because they know that we have them on their heels. Do not give up now, folks. Whatever you do, do not give up now. When you feel this way, this is the way that these cheaters, these corruption, uh, evil, disgusting people want you to feel. They don't want you to put a smile on your face, tighten your boots a little bit uh, tighter, and press on. That's the last thing they want you to do. We're going to press on here at Live From America. We're going to press on. Let's get to the first and foremost section today since we're 28 minutes into the show. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, let me just put it, let me give you some more good news, if you want more good news. Now, this does not mean that your employer is going to do one way or the other. However, let me give you some good news straight from OSHA. Now, OSHA is the only form of of, of the federal government that can put Joe Biden's COVID mandate into a mandated requirement For you to work in a workplace of 100 people or more. They're the only people that can put that rule into place. They're also right now the only people that can enforce it. Not only are they not going to enforce it. Because they just don't have the resources. Or the manpower to do so. But they're also not even going to put it into their rules. For your workplace. That you are mandated to make your employees take it. And they said they will revisit this discussion. Or this Decision, I should say, in March of 2022. I told you that Biden was only hoping to do three things with that stupid, ridiculous mandate. Thank you, Mark Anthony. God bless you, my friend. I will keep pushing. There's only three things that he hoped to accomplish in this. Number one, that everybody would just comply knowing he had no power to do that. And I'm going to show you exactly why he has no power to do that and why OSHA's holding off. Okay? Number one, that he would just hope that everybody would comply. Number two, he wanted to get your mind off Afghanistan and the 13 service men and women that he killed. And number three, he wanted to get your mind off of the forensic audits, the canvassing, and, and the election fraud that we're that we are winning on. I can promise you, those are the three things that he hoped would happen when he gave that stupid, ridiculous speech about mandating it for people who have 100 employees or more. We already know Home Depot says not happening. Not only is Home Depot, but many, many, many other private sector companies have said it's not happening, even the United States Postal Service, who is directly funded by taxpayers, by the federal government. They are even saying it isn't happening and they've got an exemption isn't that weird? The NFL says they will not be mandating their teams and their players to take this. Now, teams can do it, private owned teams can do it, but the NFL will not do it. Why are they why are all these big companies not doing it? Because they know they can't. They know by law they can't. Now, let me read this to you, okay? <clears throat> OSHA says they already have an ETS in place for employers as part of keeping workforces safe. All right. Um, Sorry, I was reading a comment real quick. Uh, As part of keeping a workforce uh, safe, which is that the steps are in place to shield the workforce against COVID-infected co-workers by either providing that worker a means to work from home or using some kind of sick time or PTO paid time off while they recover. OSHA themselves say this on their website. This is what it says. Oh, yeah, I have that right here. I've pulled that up for you guys so I can read this to you. This is what it says. Here we go. DOL and OSHA, as well as other federal agencies, are working diligently to encourage COVID-19 vaccinations. OSHA does not wish to have any appearance of discouraging workers from receiving COVID-19 vaccinations and also does not wish to disincentivize employers' vaccinations efforts. As a result, OSHA will not enforce 29 CFR 1904's recording requirements to require any employees to record worker side effects from COVID-19 vaccinations at least through May of 2022. We will reevaluate the agency's position at that time to determine the best course of action moving forward. We have been told that we have until November 1 to be fully vaccinated or we will lose our jobs. This is this is a, a person's um, testimony, I, I should say, or statement. Um, it's very disheartening to work for a company 20 plus years and being forced into something that should be a personal choice. This was a person's statement um, based on what Joe Biden said. But furthermore, let me read you this as well. Hold on. Let me read you this as well. I got something else here for you. The most likely legal challenge to the resident resident, uh, intended vaccine mandate falls in line with the Commerce Clause of the United States Constitution, which gives Congress the constitutional power to regulate commerce, both with foreign nations and among our 50 states. That will call into question whether OSHA can broadly mandate vaccines, which, by the Constitution, they cannot. It always goes back to the states. It always goes back to the people of the states having plenary power. It always does that. It always goes back to the individual for having plenary power. So at least right now, OSHA cannot and will not force employers of 100 people or more to force vaccinate their employer employees. They're going to leave it up to them. Furthermore, if you read further on into that, they state, OSHA states, that outside of um, multiple employees filing a complaint with the employer, and then ultimately the employer has to file the complaint with OSHA, that other employees are coming to work not vaccinated, only then would they be able to open up some kind of investigation, which would be micro, not macro, is their language. So they're saying we have no way to be able to enforce this. And since we have no way to be able to enforce this, we have to leave it up to the employers themselves. And on top of that, we'd have to leave it up to the employees to, put, to get together and to file complaints that other people are coming to work non-vaccinated. So that does not address whether an employer just says we're going to do it anyways because we don't want to deal with it. So an employer might ha- might do that, and and in which they and if they do, that's a fight you have on an entirely different level. But as far as OSHA being the enforcer of this, if you have a company out there of 100 people or more, do not worry. The federal government cannot and will not come down on you. This is merely a smoke and mirrors attempt to get everybody to comply willingly. I hope all of that makes sense. And I hope makes you feel a little bit better. It's a little—it's—it's it's good news, and it's a win on our side. Okay? And I agree with you, Delta Patriot. I've heard just enough about masks and shots. I agree with you. I agree with you. Me, My family, we don't even live in a world where we know masks and shots. We've literally removed ourselves from that conversation, and we live our lives. We go everywhere without a mask, and we go everywhere without being vaccinated. But I'm, I know that if we go to some places, like places in New York, we'll be in trouble. I get that. But we don't go to those places. We live our life mask-free, COVID-free, and vaccine-free. Period. T. con C-O-N-N, thank you very much for the $50 and the message to stay strong. I will. And I'm going to make... Wait till this new studio blows. Oh, wait till this new studio comes. Woo! We need to find the rest of our 3,000 family members that we lost over the last couple weeks and bring them back because we're about to blast off through the stratosphere and we're about to make a lot of liberals real mad. There's a lot of tricks. Old Jeremy has up his sleeves over here with the help of, with the help of all of you and Real America's Voice. All right, let's give the Smarty Award of the Day today. And I did not expect these people to get it. <laughs> these people. ha. <laughs> smarty award right here live from america september 15th 2021 Woo, bam and thank you kathy vassar usa (laughs) i appreciate you she says you're a soldier of god god bless you we're all soldiers of god and we're fighting the same fight but i thank you smarty award is going to go to specifically to a specific doctor dr anshul parikh Anshul Parikh. Anshul Parikh is a doctor in Pradesh, India, which has 23 districts. Basically, basically it's a state with 23 districts in India. And they have, apparently, they have put out a statement, and they put out the statement actually 15 days ago, and I'm just now hearing about it. This is how the Internet stops things from getting out. This is how Google and all of these major tech companies stop word from getting out. Because in this world that we live in right now, two weeks is a, war, is a lifetime. Two weeks, is, is, it could be life or death when it comes to a COVID decision, especially. Check this out. Pradesh, India, which has 23, which has 23 districts, has said that they are completely COVID-19 free. The recovery rate there has increased up to 98.6%, proving the effectiveness of ivermectin. This state has the highest population in India, with 231 million people. That is almost two-thirds the population of the United States of America, and it claims to be free from the Fauci virus, and also free from the vaccination. They um, they are responsible. The man responsible for this amazing job is Dr. Anshul Pareek. He started off giving ivermectin to everyone on his staff as a, prophyl- as a pro- prophylactic, as a as a uh, basically to shield themselves from COVID. Period. But it it didn't only end up working in people to shield themselves from um, contracting COVID-19. It also worked in people that already contracted COVID-19 and put them them on a recovery rate that shot up 98.6%. Okay? Once it started showing um, such great, great results in his staff and the people around him, they started treating everyone. Okay? And now, ladies and gentlemen... After they got the approval to use ivermectin to treat basically everybody that wanted the, that wanted the, uh, uh, to use ivermectin as a, prophylap- a prophylactic, they are now down to less than a hundred cases in 231 million people, of course, the people that they tested. So who knows how many people this test is is referring to, But they say they are down to under a hundred cases for 50 consecutive days, and they are championing ivermectin as the reason for that, as a preventative, as a shield, and as a recovery to COVID-19. They're not talking about the vaccine, none of the Pfizer vaccines, the BioNTech vaccines, the Comir- Comirnaty vaccine, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, the, the Moderna vaccine. No, no, they're championing ivermectin in an, in a, uh, in a region that has 231 million people, that's almost the size of the United States, and they've had under 100 cases for 50 consecutive days strong. Please tell me how that's not real science. Please tell me how Dr. Anshul Parikh shouldn't be given some kind, of, uh, some kind of award for this. Tell me why this isn't on every news station in the world right now as a cheap, effective way to cure everybody from COVID-19. Thank you, Super Five seventy-seven seventy-seven. God bless you for that. I appreciate that so much. Right here, folks, that's... that's. I'll tell you, you want to... Let's see, where... Where do I... I'm going to pull this up real quick. See if you can go to... Check this out. Overall, the state has a total of 199 excuse me, active cases, while the positivity rate came down to less than 0.01%. 0. 0, 0. The recovery rate, meanwhile, has improved 98.7% as per the state's health bulletin. Uttar Pradesh reported only 11 new cases and zero deaths in the last 24 hours. The active caseload in Uttar Pradesh is down to 269, while the percentage of active cases against the total confirmed cases is 0%. The active caseload, which was at a high of 3,010,783 in April, has reduced by over 99%. You mean to tell me that's not science? I thought we trusted the science here, folks. I thought we trusted the science. Fresh COVID cases in the state have remained below 100 for 50 consecutive days. Of the 1,087,638 samples tested in the last 24 hours, 21 tested positive. 21 in almost 2 million. In the same period, another 17 patients recovered from the infection, adding to the recovery of over 16,086,182 people so far. Ivermectin is the cure. And it might not be the cure for everybody, but it sure as hell is the cure in Pradesh, India. I wonder why nobody's reporting on that. I wonder why you're not even hearing that on, about that on CNN. I mean, on uh, Fox News. Isn't that weird? Isn't that incredibly weird? Somebody just donated $25, ST Burger, and says, thank you for all you do. Thank you for being here every day. That's the most important thing. And thank you for being a, a child of God. That's the most important. So there you go, folks. Pradesh, India. They got the. Uh, they seem to figure something out, and I think we need to start following that. I think Dr. Fauci needs to have a, uh, have a conversation with Dr. What's his name again? Dr. Anshul Farik. I think Dr. Fauci needs to have... I don't think he's a real doctor, and he's not taking into account the very size of our nation. We are an obese nation okay, and we have AIDS, and we have uh, uh, polio, and and we have all of these diseases that we have to fight, and I just don't, that's what Dr. Fauci would say, he'd go off on some tangent that makes zero sense to make himself sound smart. I don't think the guy's a real doctor, I really don't. (laughs) I don't think the guy's a real doctor, I just think he's an actor. Marilyn says, what's the source for that? The source that I'm reading from right now comes from the Gateway Pundit, but also in that same article, it actually sources all of the um, all of the data right back to India Health Department websites, and it even shows you graphs from August fifteenth all the way up until now, and it re- and it really goes into everything. So again, go to the Gateway Pundit. That is where I'm reading this story from. But again, you can link back to India health uh, bureaucracy and read it for yourself. A real doctor, huh? I have ivermectin on hand, says Claire. Claire, you should start. You got to be like one of those dealers now. Hey, I got ivermectin. Anybody need some ivermectin? You got a fever? Toss you some ivermectin. What's that? What's that? Oh, shortness of breath, low oxygen levels? There you go. What do you need over here? We sprinkle you some ivermectin. Maybe you become the hero of this country. <laughs> oh. Meanwhile, here in America, we are forcing the elderly to take the jab by lying to them and drugging them in order to stick them with this unwanted poison. Project Veritas just dropped that bombshell. For more on that, let's actually go to Project Veritas real quick. And let's play you a little bit of what they just put out yesterday. And this is from um, Aegis Living Assistance. Aegis Living Assistance. Whistleblowers came forward, and they told exactly what they were doing. Falsifying documents, falsifying signatures, straight fraud in many ways, and also, ladies and gentlemen, lying to the patients there, telling them that they're injecting them with something completely different while they hold them down, drug them, and slow them down so that they can give them this this, the, this this shot. It's incredible, it's incredible. That's a federal crime.
1: I came to Project Veritas because I believe that Aegis Living is grossly taking advantage of severely vulnerable adults through fraud on care plans.
2: I would put people that I worked with signatures, forager signatures, writing in fake temperatures.
1: I felt like my job was on the line. Maybe a better word to use would be extortion.
2: It's a big HIPAA violation. It's forgery. It's lying about services and also the resident is getting charged not just, you know, ten, fifteen, twenty no thousands of dollars for these services. Falsified documents and it will pay off. I might have
1: done in a, you know, an initial because I'm pensating their asses too major abuse and neglect. They literally cannot afford to fire any of us. It's If we have anything, it's job security. <laughs> the people we do have are there because we need a heartbeat and not because they're actually capable caregivers. If I knew who worked that day, I might join us, you know, an initial because I'm kind of their asses, too.
2: Do you think you're qualified to be a nurse? Uh, you know what? Just fire me. The only way you can do right is just by stepping up and telling the truth. No matter how much it hurts you. I've been totally sideswiped. What do you think should happen?
1: I think I'll quit my job is what I think I'll do. Amen. Because I cannot deal with the amount of stress. So this is um, part of the ADL flow sheet. And in the past, I had not signed for certain things that I knew I hadn't completed. And I was told by the ACD who had told me to sign them that I needed to just sign them anyways, even if I hadn't completed the task or even if it wasn't a task that was something I completed in general. I noticed the other day uh-huh. or like a little bit ago that one of my signatures looks like it wasn't mine on the ADLs. We just, I, I, I'm not comfortable doing it anymore. All I need, I put in a signature or two, but not down in Alburn Birch, but um, because I've asked somebody to put their signature, they put on the ADLs, and um, they said, okay, if there is a problem with this resident and their family members, and they want to see their ADLs, we have to produce them. And if there's not a signature there, that means we didn't do the service. If I knew who worked that day, I might have done in a, you know, an initial, um, because I'm kind of saving their asses, too, you know? I had found out that my signature had been forged multiple times, Someone signed for me to claim that I had completed a service that I specifically did not sign because it was not completed.
2: The first time I ever did an ADLs and forged people's signatures was my first time being trained in as an ACD, and I was told by the care director Jen if I didn't, I would be out of compliance with 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 my job and not following her direction, and I would be written up. I would put people that I worked with signatures. Forger signatures on these ADLs. Jen wanted it done for state, for when state comes. And the main goal was making sure everything is done correct for state, don't ding us, so we can maintain our perfect reputation. Jonathan was part of a group chat, including Care Director Jennifer Swan, where they would openly discuss this, quote, falsifying of documents, acknowledging they were signing off on unprovided care. So, what she's saying on this, they can still sign, they did it, and not do it talking about the ADLs. Right here where Taylor says, I'm not worried about the ADLs. I don't like the care's not getting done. Adam, which was another AD, ACD, replies back, "Falsified documents and it will pay off. The falsifying may lead to a quote payoff for Aegis, but also the financial burden for services these residents did not receive or no longer need.
1: These residents are billed at 62 cents per care point per day. I found one
0: so I'm going to stop it there because it goes on for another 10 minutes. But in that 10 minutes, you, you see nurses saying they're going to quit. You see that gentleman that was there talking. You see him break down and start crying because of what he did and what he was a part of. Um, and you hear them talk about drugging, literally drugging the elderly so that they can put them to sleep and then shoot them with the Fauci shot. It's pretty incredible. But you know what? People are standing up like never before. Just like we're doing with the election audits. Just like we're doing with the fraud. People are recording things more than they ever have because we have the tools to do so. Let's turn everything against them. Let's start making them comply. Let's start keeping them on cameras. Let's start bringing the fight to their doorstep. And that's what we've been doing the last eight months. And more and more people are starting to do it. That's why you're starting to see such a huge divide in this country. And Joe Biden is going to be, ultimately... And what they did on November 20th, or November 3rd, 2020, what they did will ultimately be what brings this country back together. You watch. Mark my words. That's what I feel in the pit of my stomach. It's going to be a rocky road to get there, but that's what I feel in the pit of my stomach. Okay? Now, some more ridiculous that we need to expose, because that's what we're going to do here on this show. Always expose. Some more ridicu- ridiculousness coming out of Illinois, my home state where I'm from. I want you guys to read this. I want you to hear this. Tutopolis, Illinois School District confined five students in isolation for hours as punishment for protesting the mask mandate. The Edgar County Watchdogs obtained a photo of one of the students confined in a small room. The student appeared to be of high school age. Let me just show you what this looks like real quick. Right here, see my cursor? They got his face blocked out because he's obviously a minor. But right here, here you go. Because these kids are standing up for what they believe in, they are put in solitary confinement for hours as punishment. As punishment. Okay, this is wrong. This is wrong. Let me read you the rest of the story. However, new rules were approved in the state of Illinois governing that the isolation of stu- governing the isolation of students. It states. That isolation may be used only if the student's behavior pre- presents an imminent danger of serious physical harm to the students or to others. When other less intrusive measures have been tried and failed, staff members have been trained to in isolation techniques. And then it goes on and actually shows you the law that was put in place in Illinois. Here you go right here. It shows you exactly where to find it. And then it shows you right here the isolation timeout and the physical restraint methods that you are to use. Okay? Oh, if any of this ever happened to my kid, it would be not a good day for everybody involved. One of the fathers commented on a Facebook post and said this, The people on the school board are my friends and neighbors. The teachers, students, faculty, parents, etc. are my friends and neighbors. To take the focus off where these mask mandates came from and root them to our local schools isn't fair. Our board voted no mask until half the students signed a petition saying they would wear the masks if it made life even a little bit more normal. If you want to be mad, be mad at the ISBE, which was appointed by J.B. Pritzker, who finally punished your children enough to get them to succumb to their wishes. Long story short, folks, we need more mama bears and we need more um, uh, courageous fathers to stand up. Stand up. I've told you time and time again, I don't care what it cost. I don't care what I have to go through. I don't care if I had to work multiple jobs to make sure my kids did not go to these schools and subject them to this kind of torture. I would do it. My kids are the most important thing in my life outside of my relationship with God, and I will do anything to keep them away from this torture. And at the same time, if multiple parents, millions of parents do this, bye-bye to the school system. Bye-bye to the public school system. They'd have no choice. Unfortunately, too many parents are like the parent that I saw the other day when I saw a mother taking her child to school. She was no, no mask, about 400 pounds on her phone, while her poor little boy looked to be about six years old, had a mask on, and was struggling to walk with his backpack and his lunch bag. Very little guy, and his mom's just sitting there. That's unfortunately the parents that we're dealing with in this country. So people of Illinois, just like people of California, you got to stand up. Now let's shift to California for a minute. And another fight that's on our plate, election fraud. It's probably one of the biggest fights that's on my plate anyway. And it seems like California will be stuck with the Satan in charge until the end of his term. Californians are afraid that they will be now punished by Gavin Newsom for what they tried to do to him. And that's a valid fear. But again, it's time to rise up and fight harder. It's time to rise up and fight fight harder. I'm trying to do my part from New Hampshire. And as I said yesterday Amanda broke a story, Amanda head broke a story online from America. All right? And we've already got those pictures and we're going to be taking those to the authorities there today. Thousands of complaints of provisional ballots and cheating caught in real time on a massive level. One of those cheating one of those ways that they cheated was this. Let me show you a picture here. Here's another picture that, that came through. I'm show you this real quick. This here is a ballot, a mail-in ballot. This is a mail-in ballot. This is a simple cell phone light that shows you that putting that on the mail-in ballot easily can tell you who they voted for. If they voted to recall Gavin Newsom or not, there's the yes and the no. A simple cell phone light. You mean to tell me that the people who aren't even counting the provisional ballots are getting these mail-in ballots and they're not throwing the ones away that say, yes, recall Governor Newsom? The cheating happened. We know what happened. We know President Trump won California. We know California's red. But we also now know that a lot of Californians didn't even go out and bother to vote. And I think that's because of two reasons. One, a lot of Californians just weren't even aware of what was going on. I mean, they were, but they didn't really even, they, it wasn't something that was pushed by the mainstream media that there was going to be a vote that day. And for people who don't follow the news or don't watch the news, they probably didn't even know September 14th was a voting day. Number two, there's probably 10 times more than that that are just straight discouraged to say, my vote won't count anyway. What's the, what's the difference? And that is exactly what the left has wanted us to do. Give in, give up, sit down, shut up. Give in, give up, sit down, shut up. That's what the left wants you to do. I don't know what's going to happen in California, but I'm going to help as much as I can. At least try to get some light on some fraud. And I'll do and I'll do only what I can. Because there's a lot of other states that I'm fighting with and for, including my own, and I can do what I can do. But it's up to every people of every state to take their state back. <clears throat> But those ballots, being able to see that through a cell phone light, that's that's ridiculous. Okay, let's move on. Today in Pennsylvania at 9.30 a.m., before I even came on, Senate committee met to vote on subpoena power to take control of all election-related data and machines from the 2020 election. Now, a lot of people think that... Corm- uh, uh, what's his name? Cormier? Um, Cormier? There? They, a lot of people think Jake the Snake there, that he's not going to do anything. A lot of people think this is just smoke and mirrors, that he's not going to do anything. All right? Every bit of this goes back to Doug Mastriano, Jenna Ellis, and Rudy Giuliani. Every state that we need to decertify is actually following the November 3rd forensic audit movement. Pennsylvania, Arizona, and Georgia. Corman, that's his name, Jake the Snake Corman. Those three states are in play. Those three states have major things happening right now. And if we can push that forensic audit, whether it be through Corman, Mastriano, or whatever, I know Audit the Vote PA is doing their stuff, and I know Wendy's been reaching out to me, and I know Mike, my Uber buddy, has been reaching out to me, and I'm sorry that I have not been able to constantly get back to you right away. I'm, I'm, I'm pulled in a thousand way, different directions right now. Okay, I'm not sure where that is because I've been live, and I'm not sure if that vote actually went through for the positive, if they're actually going to be able to subpoena all that, so if you if you have any information, please let me know but that, that was happening at 9.30am also folks, also in Georgia, all parties involved are to appear on September 20th, so if you're in Georgia it's a public hearing please go there, September 20th at 9am in courtroom A, at the Henry County Courthouse in McDonough, Georgia, let me repeat that for the people who might not have heard here we go. All parties involved for a public, uh, it's it it's open to the public, are to appear on September 20th at 9 a.m. in courtroom A at the Henry County Courthouse in McDonough, Georgia. Judge Amaro, who has been really, really a, a good judge for the November 3rd movement um, and, and getting these ballots and getting to the bottom of this, Judge Amaro will decide finally, on turning over all the ballot images and the envelope images and everything required from Fulton County so that they can move forward with a full forensic audit of Fulton County, much like they did Maricopa County. Okay? That is, again, September 20th, 9 a.m. If you are in the area, if you are in Georgia, I highly suggest that you go there. Tracy said it passed. It passed in Pennsylvania. There we go, folks. There we go. We finally have traction on Pennsylvania. We have traction, major traction in Georgia, and we have even more traction in Arizona. Arizona, Georgia, then Pennsylvania. Those three to certify, Joe Biden can no longer sit in the White House. That is our biggest chance right now. That is our biggest chance. And we know that the fraud exists. That is why we're so happy in this. We know the fraud exists. That's good news, folks. This should give you some, this should give you some of that hope that you have lost since last night. Okay? You got the hope back now. You got the energy back now. Pennsylvania's moving forward. Georgia has a court date. Judge Amaro has been pro-audit. Uh, fr- uh, pro you can tell, and he's done everything the right way, and we know what's happening out of Arizona. So big shout out, folks. Pennsylvania and Georgia. Those are the next two to follow. And we still have work to do in Arizona. That work is not done yet. Okay? That work is not done yet. Don't worry. It's all going to happen. President Trump did not say, I do believe that they're going to certify this election for nothing. Been four months since Arizona audit started. Yes, Amy, it has. It has. That's okay. That's okay. That's all right. Four months is nothing It means getting to the bottom of the fraud. Look at all they've had to fight. Look at the Justice Department, the Federal Justice Department, trying to fight these guys. And losing. It's going to move forward. It's going to happen. We will certify this president. It'll be the first time in history something like this has happened. And you will be a part of it. I'll be a part of it. And we will be a part of history together. Now, I have two more stories here. You want to see how bad it's getting? This should rock your world. Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker has ordered the National Guard to deploy in order to take kids to school. You heard that right, folks. You heard that right. Governor Charlie Baker has deployed the National Guard in order to take kids to school. What on earth could I possibly be talking about? Well, due to COVID shot mandates and Biden paying people to stay home and not work, they don't have enough personnel, they don't have enough manpower to even facilitate driving the buses and getting the kids to and from school. So because they don't have the manpower, because they don't have the resources, because of Biden and because of these ridiculous, stupid COVID mandates where people have quit, they had to literally deploy the National Guard to take children to school in the state of Massachusetts in select areas. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that truly amazing? They have to go through an entire process of, 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 um, of learning as well. The National Guard members who were deployed, they have to go through a a two-day teaching program on how to drive the bus properly. That is what our National Guard men and women are doing in the state of Massachusetts right now. They are driving children to and from school because of this stupid ridiculousness. (laughs) The best is yet to come. And now the Dumb Dumb Award of the Day. Ooh, I've been waiting to give you this. I've been waiting to give you this picture. I showed you. I I, I couldn't show you the picture the other day because I didn't have it brought up. So I'm going to show you a video right now of the huge Dumb Dumb award that we gave away the other day. She's going to get another Dumb Dumb award today. But let's play the video first.
1: My God, tax the rich! What a model, AOC. Well, I didn't know you model as well. Damn. <laughs>
0: A moron. Anyway, the reason why she's getting the dumb, dumb award of the day isn't because of that. Because she's already got the dumb, dumb award for that. But, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) she violated house ethics. Remember we were talking about how she got her hands on $30,000 tickets? Remember how we said, did she pay for it? Did she embezzle money to do it? Did taxpayers pay for it? Who paid for her to go to this $30,000 a seat gala at the met while she's ironically wearing a tax to rich dress who paid for that well (laughs) on tuesday morning an ethics complaint was filed against her by the government watchdog american accountability foundation the aaf because she violated house ethics rules by accepting an impermissible gift of a highly coveted ticket to the gala Specifically, we believe that Representative Ocasio-Cortez has violated Clause 5 of Rule 25 of the Rules of the House of Representatives, commonly known as the Gift Rule, duh, by accepting admission to the Met Gala, an event whose per-seat cost is reported to range from 35000 to 50000 without having a permissible exemption to allow the acceptance of the lavish gift. America Accountability Foundation President Tom Jones wrote in the complaint, if Representative Ocasio-Cortez has used campaign funds to pay for this ticket, she has also violated FEC prohibitions. I don't know anybody else that was talking about that except for us on Live from America about how she got into this thing. Because we it's, it's clearly obvious that when you hold this kind of elected uh, position, you can't be doing these kind of things. She has violated the FEC Was created by Brother Veliz, whose handout bags alone cost more than a thousand dollars. Unbelievable! This girl is so stupid. And again, I, I, I hate to do this. I hate to. I, I really do. But when you're so stupid that you don't even understand that yourself in that position can't be doing those things, it's either it's either outright stupidity or outright ignorance. Either way, it's bad. And I'm glad somebody's finally doing something. Nothing will probably happen to her. I get it. But it's the awareness. It's the awareness for when we need to make the next move, we have all the information and all the ammo we need. But again, their time is coming. And if you don't believe in people like me and all of the people that watch this show that we're going to be able to make change happen and hold these people accountable, at least you have to understand that you can't be God and these people will all pay in our time as the Bible promises. And we will see it happen. Folks, that's going to do it for Live from America today. Remember to follow me on Getter. Make sure you get a Getter account. They're only going to be crushing down more on your social media accounts. Also, follow me on Clout Hub. And again, if you are a donor, I have sent you an email last night with your 20% off donor code for all the new featured merch on the front page of JeremyHerald.com. Remember, folks, there are right ways and there are wrong ways. But there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high, because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever, ever prosper. I'll see you tonight at 5 p.m. Eastern Time for more Live from America. Until then, reach one, teach one, folks. Spread the seed of God. God bless you. Have a great day.